and uh, that the enemy is well acquainted with. But I'm going to share it with you because it's in the scriptures. So just to give you an idea, this this week we were at a conference that, that was important to me that understanding AI, artificial intelligence, and how it was going to affect our school. Well, the kids are using it already. And uh, the president just came out with an executive order, but again, a little bit too late, and not necessarily addressing the issues that are really at hand, because he doesn't know. And uh, it's powerful. And anything that's good, according to scripture, says that evil is not far behind. And so I, I want the, the body of Christ, the children of God, and I want to welcome those that have tuned in. I got a word that I believe God wants us to hear in the times that we're living in. We need to have an understanding of the days in which we live. And when you do, you can continue to stand fast. In fact, I think it's crucial that the body of Christ stand fast on the word of God by faith. Many are being shifted and pulled in so many directions because they don't understand what's going on. I want to tell y'all how powerful AI is, and I, I just happen to share. I got to share, Lady T. It's okay if you don't want me to share. She wasn't as familiar with it as many of you were not. But I spoke to AI, and I, I one of GP Chatter, I don't know, I might have been in a Claude. Uh, they all got names, right? And they're not human. And uh, I spoke to it and said, I want to tell you about a woman, Leticia Williams, born in you know the year that she was born in. And I told her where she was born at and that she had traveled. She, her family was in the military and she had traveled the world. And yet she had met a man <coughs> who was a pastor, a great man. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that he had had the endeavors of school and education and training and teaching. And just, I shared some things with him. And I said, could you tell me a story about it? Well, about eight paragraphs later, it wrote a story in a matter of less than uh, 10 seconds, maybe 20. And it said, you know, and they met and passionately in love and understanding education and joining it together. And I mean, it went on and on. And I mean, it did some things that were true. And it was just amazing. Like Jesus, and it says some things about it. Keep looking at this. All this in 30 seconds. And I, said, and I could change the point and say a few other things and it would do something else different. Um, but it's a little scary because the positive is that it can do so many great things. And so we in the like school industry in the wanted back, to learn, like like, okay, oh. how can it affect and help our teachers? Yeah. Like my teachers complain about staying late and have to do uh, lesson plans. Well, it's you go into Claude, that. tell Claude what you want and what the weeks, what you're trying to accomplish this week. And Claude will lay it out for so that That's a positive. Because I can save time and energy to get that done and have lesson plans. So there's so many positive things that it can do, but yet at the same token, okay. when I say with you, when God goes to do something, evil is not far behind. Yeah. And because of that, already the, yeah, this like weekend, there's a group of kids who used it, yeah. and um, the boys took some of the girls, and uh, they put them in places 
and showed uh, body parts of them that wasn't there, but it took their face and put it on it. And if you're not an expert, you can't tell the difference. So there's a lot of dangerous stuff that's linked to it as well. But it's just talking about this world. So how many Christians are believing things they hear, Pastor Bruce, that they hear on the airways or the internet, yet it doesn't say it in the Bible? So you need to be clear on who God is and who you are to God and know what his word says. Because if you do not, you can easily be deceived. And so I want to talk to the body of Christ this morning and to the people of God of being careful of not being deceived by the enemy. Uh, there's lots of things. So let me just quickly go to the scriptures. And um, so if you would bring up Matthews for me, Earl. Matthews chapter 20. Chapter 24. And right after that, we actually will go into 2 Timothy. Start around verse 3. <coughs> In fact, let's go to verse 4. Drop down one. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name. This is important. Because I wanted to share with you. It's happening in the church. And so it's so important to me to be transparent and to be clear because I'm a part of the church, but I want to be clear that I'm on the side of Jesus. I want to make sure that I'm referencing and referring to the word of God and not my preferences, not my ideas, not my thoughts, because I have all of them, and so do you. But it's going to be important in this day to understand the times in which we live and understand what's going on, because if you do not, you can very easily be deceived. And so he's telling us, he's alerting us, he's giving us the knowledge that, listen, I want you to be careful because many are going to come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And then he said, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that you shall not be troubled. This is important for us right now. For all these things must come to pass. So right now, we're hearing the rumors of wars and of wars. We have a guy that started uh, out of, seemed to be out of nowhere, but he already had this in plan. 
you know, because the Ukraine used to be a part of Russia. They separated and they had their own identity and they, they came to the place of uh, democracy and democratic rule and established uh, in their area. And so, but um, there's a rule that is in place and been there in Russia and he decided he wants to take the Ukraine back. So as powerful as he thought he was, he did not think that it would take long and he underestimated the power. Somebody say the power. the power. Of the people who believed in their independence. So immediately he went in and he thought it would be a couple days and a couple weeks and they would have wiped them out with the power and all the things that they had and it didn't happen. It's now uh, some 11 months later. It just didn't happen. Right? So that war is going on right now. Uh, we happen to have a tremendous interest in it, our country. Because, you know, he decided to have a war. And he really didn't have to. You know, Russia's big enough. They've got enough problems to take on the Ukraine. But they decided to do it. He said, well, why? Right? So just the fact that the war is going And now, you know, out of, on October 2nd, you hear Hamas going into Israel. So and I'm not here, by the way, but to take sides. I'm going to share with you what the Bible says. I need everybody to be clear. I'm telling you what the Bible says. So this fact that these wars now. are coming and they're on now. And then there's wars happening uh, in the Congo uh, uh, in Africa. Okay, there's wars in other places. And then rumors of war to come. And so right now, the leg in the cut uh, it, it is Iran and, and, and Iraq waiting to, they actually doing some little stuff to get people moving to ignite a global war. Okay, this is all, and so by the way, so when we look at, one of the things I found that was unique, and I want to share this with you, is that when one of the guys was on TV the other day talking, that he said that the Hamas was controlling the the, the word that was coming out of um, uh, Gaza. So they showed you the kids and people dying, and that was tragic, right? But you didn't see any fighters or soldiers die, dead. Didn't show you any. Because they didn't want that message to be said, showed, right? But then Israel, on the same hand, is controlling the message of what they share on now with all the other news. And so I'm sharing it's on both sides. But this was told to us that again, these wars and rumors of wars would come. Why? Because it's trying it's disturbing the time and I just want the church to pay attention to what time it is. Today, the clocks got set back. There's some people, you know, if they don't have digital clocks or pay attention to their phone, the clock didn't get changed back. By the way, that one is not right. Okay, because it didn't get set back yet, right? So anything that's in the manual mode is still stuck there. Oh, somebody wanted to still stuck there until somebody understands that it's the wrong time. <laughs> and so I, I I believe that the church, okay. And, and the young people and the people of God that are coming in to need to understand what's going on around us. 
And so this is important to me because I don't want to see anybody deceived. And you know, the enemy has stepped up his game. And so he goes on to say, let me finish reading the scriptures. He says, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, and you will see, uh, but he says, be not troubled, for those things must come to pass. For, but the end is not yet. So I am not preaching doom and gloom, and that, yes, we're in the last days, but we've been in the last days for 2,000 years. How long they last, I don't know. Only he knows. And because of that, we're in it, but I get, what I need you to know is that things have been stepped up. And the Bible's prophecy is so accurate. This is the part that's going to blow you away. The Bible's uh, uh, prophecies are so accurate, it's like a number to the 10th power. And if anybody know anything about numbers to the 10th power, it's a number that I can't say because I don't know how to pronounce it. You don't know how to pass. So what we do is call it to the 10th power. Because it's so big, we don't even know the name of it. I'm not the only one. Okay? You'd have to be a mathematician to understand that. But this, that accurate. I mean, literally, that accurate. That's huge. Right? And he says, so these things are happening. For nations, listen, he said, these things shall come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations, you're seeing it, kingdoms against kingdoms, and they shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes and uh, in dire places. And all these things bring the bringing, the beginning of sorrow. And so emotional beings that we are, it brings forth sorrow, right? But there is a word here um, that it talked about the end is not yet. Right, but that end was talking about a season, and the word season is in it is a is a Greek word called kairos, right? And kairos means a, like an end time season, an end season, and so it is clear that it's talking about a particular season, the season in which we are in, that is is happening right before us, and so it is imperative that the body of Christ, the believers understand what season we're in. But at the same token, I told you the end is not yet. Which means there's work to be done. we got to be reaching the hearts and minds of people. Let me share with y'all. So let me help people here. When Jesus said, I'm coming to save the world, right? Y'all know John 3.16? He was not talking about the world, the dirt, the earth. Everybody said, well, what did he say then? He was talking about the dirt. People. Kingdom. Dom, dirt, is people. What was man formed and fashioned out of? The dirt, the dust of the ground. That same dirt is the same dirt that he came to save. But we think it's the earth. So I want to share with you. The young man sent me a message the other day and he said, I thought heaven would be forever. And uh, so he read in Revelation where heaven and earth would pass away. But he said, I'm going to create a new heaven. So heaven will be around forever. Okay? It's just going to be in a different place. Okay? Because he's moving to one 
that he has now because he's changing it. Why? Because that one is going to represent exactly what he intended for the earth to be that man chose not to do. So I need to, so in other words, I gotta get back to where I began. But I can't get there backwards. It's moving forward that will take me to the place that he intended from the beginning. So church, but the enemy doesn't want you to get there. According to scriptures, every one of us have our own adversary that's been assigned to us. But at the same token, I believe if, if the enemy can assign an adversary, and the Bible tells me that God kept two-thirds of the angels, and that means the enemy took one-third of them, then God's got a greater number of angels that could also be assigned to me. The only difference with you and I is, as born-again believers, we have to invite and ask for it back in our lives. Because why? That that's what Adam gave up. He removed that, but now all we got to do is communicate back with God, you know, with our desire. So I want to talk to the body of uh, believers out there. I want to encourage you because, see, I've been in trouble. I've been broke, busted, and disgusted. I've been beat down. I've been hurt. I've been all of that. And I cried. But God didn't move because of my tears. I want to encourage you. He's not going to move because we're none of yours. But I found out what does move him. Faith. He said, I'm a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. In other words, when I go to him in faith and says, I believe that you are the God of the Most High, you're the God of the kingdom, you're my God, and God, I'm in trouble, and I need help. Would you guide me in this dark place? I heard the worship song saying, said, he's in light in a dark place. How did that happen? That means we got to a dark place, and then we need light to show up. And when light shows up, guess what happens to darkness? It's the spell. Now, darkness can be all around the light, but it can't be in the light. Oh my God, that's good. It cannot touch the light. So I want to encourage the body of believers, don't be dismayed by what's going on around us. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget what we've been called to come to do. And so for those that are a little stronger, we need to reach to those that are a little weaker. Don't be beating them down, putting them down. Lift them up. We need to be encouraging one another. We should be reaching out to our young brothers and sisters, encouraging them how to stand. We don't need them. And by the way, I told you the first time in history, seven generations on the earth. Seven generations. Every one of them different. Well, I tell people my wife is here and they can't say this, but I tell people all the time, I'm from Stephanie. And growing up, when I, when I grew up, you know, for me, I said I was in the seventh grade wearing a suede jacket, shoes, and I'm carrying a briefcase going to school. Because I thought I was all that, right? But that was my style. But the style today is different, right? But don't be mad. My young brothers just walked in here this morning, they look good. That's their style. Their hairstyles are different. Stop beating them down because it's different. Lift them up and encourage them and tell them, you look nice. Because they do. But that's their style. Stop. 
we got to stop condemning people because that's not God. God is in our hearts, not in your hair, dude. Not in your clothes. Not in your pocket. It doesn't matter how much money you got. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter. Those, those things are meaningless in the kingdom. But if we don't know that, we will think somebody else is better off. And I want to help you this morning to understand. And the enemy, I tell you, perception is even getting greater. And it's wider. So even uh, wealth and poverty, the disparity is, is greater and greater. I never heard of so many billionaires, right? But I never heard of so many people in trouble either. So how is it that this number is getting larger that way? This one is getting larger the opposite direction, and things in the middle are starting to disappear. So it definitely ain't even or fair, right? But it's the kingdom. Somebody say the kingdom. The kingdom aligns itself with the word of God. And uh, we will prevail. We will survive. We will make it. I, I, I look back over my life. And I had a lot of trouble in my life. I'm saying, I'm here today. And I can tell you something. I can't focus in on trouble. So I don't even remember most of the trouble I've been in. Because I chose not to. I'm not holding on to that. I had to let it go. Now, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that there's one that seems to not go anywhere yet. And that was me getting hurt. Oh, in I think that's we had it on through. You know, but I know the enemy. He was trying to kill me. Proclaim and showed I, us how we I should have died it on based here. on what happened. What God? Spent three months in a wheelchair when I'm walking today. Right? All this stuff, and so others, we have been through stuff. And I need to encourage somebody. God is still on the throne. God is still in the miracle of wisdom. Now, He told me to look out for these times, right? That this would happen. So jump over to 2 Timothy real quick. 2 Timothy, because it just confirmed what I read here. We would have rumors of war, the war. And I want you to hear that because that's going on all around us, right? Then we got, you know, what's happening in, in Palestine and Gaza. And in, in Israel, and I got to tell you something. Here, but most people want to hear. Just you like know, this the is, church is a black screen. Israel is this little place. Gotcha. <laughs> in the middle, and surrounded by hostile territory. Loaded in. Sound like so a church house, to me. Okay. In a big world, we get the, um, surrounded by a lot of hostile people. Um, and hostile things, but like again, I'm not giving re relevance to picking sides or anything. But I want you to understand in the midst of what's going on. Who are we? And what are we to do? Okay. And so I'm telling you, the trust has to be in the Word of God. Because if you put it in you and your emotions and your feelings, I can assure you, they will listen to you. I have. Yours will. I got you. Okay. It is important that we don't be so emotionally driven. Although we all have it. I'm encouraging you. Do not let it move your life right now. Very dangerous in this house. So listen in 2 Timothy. I'm going to read out the King James Version. 
It said, Second uh, Timothy chapter three verse one, right down to seven. It says, "This know also." So we want to also know what I just shared with you. That in the last days, I got to tell you something. This is uh, Timothy uh, writing, uh, and uh, and Paul, Paul writing to Timothy, right? And then we we heard of uh, Matthew. That was Matthew writing there. He said, "This know also in the last days, perilous times shall come." For men shall become lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors and hardy minded, you know, uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now that one got me because, you know, we'll, we'll take some things that, that feel good. Over God. And I'm thinking that's a real dangerous place right now. For, for, and let me share yeah, with you. Appreciate God blessing so you. I have the logo. I know I can do. Please don't be deceived. That the blessing becomes the thing that drives you. Instead of you driving it. In other words, it can take all of you and take you out of position. No. So you have to do it. Can you grab it? I once knew a woman who was leaving God for a house. And she asked me to pray with her. And I prayed with them. And lo and behold, they got a house. Just a set size. So we go out. Yeah, so she got the house. Put it on the green screen a little bit. Out so in the house. Try to put it. You know, made it look really nice. And all of a sudden, I said, hey, I haven't seen you. Sister so-and-so. What's going on? Well, I'm working. Working overtime. And uh, I'm working overtime. So I can get some more things that I wanted to put in the house. Yeah, I'll like try I, to open it or no, no, no. And I said, oh. yep, so are you working on something? She said, no. Right. She so said, uh, I created I'm, I'm doing I'm stay home on Sundays to clean the house because I don't have time by during the week. Or by 10 a.m. Okay. I'll sure. be careful because it's talking with a lot of people who okay. are watching Monday, they are watching yeah, on Facebook. Sure and I have like nothing wrong with those on this vehicles, right? But if that becomes the vehicle you use all the time and you never come yeah, into the it, presence um, of God, like I thought it was we stay on there, but if I go to number two, I would question whether we'd be obedient according to the scripture where he would want so us I think to be in the presence of here, just There's something it up about here. being in the house of God, being in the place of God, with the people of God who love you. Okay, it's but again, I see it as an opportunity not miss something, right? And you may be held up for a reason. I'm not making anybody mad or anything like that. I'm sharing with you how important it is because I'm calling people to get back out. I'm saying to the church family, I need you out. I want you out. I want to see your face. I want to touch you. I might have got rid of it, but I want to stand with you. Whatever we show, because you know on I don't want you to be up on there. I don't want you really to be that character in your life. Just, you could do it two just like that. You know, I desire to be it. In fact, that so is my job. I will put everything. And I didn't ask for the job. God gave it. And I didn't pick me either. He picked me. And because of that, I'm now wanting to share that with all of you. I'm so glad everybody's here today. That I can see you. That I can pray with you. So I won't even be affecting those screens up there. I've got you. In this hour, 
Because it's going to be like it's so important. It's just pointing. And, and, and when I talk about five, seven different generations over here, I understand like my, my generation ain't the only generation. We ain't the only ones that got Or we haven't. In other words, I need to get to understand all of what he created. My goal is how to connect with So you could do how to understand what it is we need to do. Turn his important in this hour. What do you mean? We can't make them bad. We need to make. We need to understand. And so he talks about all these things. I put it up I too when I first changed it, but I can still hear. Here's what's so important to me that I wanted us to be able to uh, understand. Um, I talked about that word kairos, and I, I, I had it uh, down earlier. I mean. Of course, here it is. The word, the word, uh, the Greek word kairos, which means season. Thus, the Holy Spirit was pointing to the very end of the last season of time on the earth, warning us about what's to come. And that's my message today, because I want to sound the alarm to the people of God. Pay attention. Right. Pay attention. No, the so end is not yet. Okay. But if you're not paying attention, you'll get swallowed up and deceived and start making moves. And we can hear what's way. going to the record then, right? Mm -hmm. And okay. I am what concerned I about the body of Christ. Brothers and sisters, you should be too. You should be opening your mouths not to condemn people, but to pray for them, to pray with them, and to, to encourage them. They need more encouragement today than that one. No, don't go being judgmental. Be prayerful. Ask the Holy Spirit, what should I say? How can I get a checklist for us? Because he's a lost He's a part of the young day, right? So it is imperative that we do this. And so that's it, because we're here. We're here. I'm telling you, there's all kinds of stuff going on around us, and I got to stand firm to not be disillusioned or dismayed by what's going on and just talk about the negative. I got to encourage, and I have to tell y'all something, Did anybody ever think, why in the world did God save me for this time? A time that never existed before. We are living in something that never even existed. It ain't history. This second now is became history. And I'm history. And quoted, I can read about Paul. I can read about David. I can read about Saul and all those other guys. But they ain't here. But these go, they're flying back here because they go through hell. We are. Which tells me there must be an expectation from God in us or about us that we don't even know ourselves that we need to discover who we are because greater is he was in me than he was in the world and I'm bigger and better than I thought I was. Oh, y'all need to be saying about yourself as well. You're bigger and better than you thought you were. Why? Because God saved you for now. All y'all need is in a dream of talking all the time when I see you. Encourage me. 
Yeah, it's not got something great to say, just because it makes something right for you. But if you get no right for you, you can help other people figure out so that you can have duplicate this. So that you can block it out. Gotcha. So now, the problem is, you know, I'm actually 18 years ago, with no purpose. So you can do what you do to them, you're doing it. I see you. But he ain't done. There's more. This projector. He ain't done, Elder. Here, you mother, yeah, all your children, um, and, and, and you, you like me, let me make that big one, right? You, you, you mother all them, and then you mother everybody else. But that's who you call to be. This is it. I know Butch, I know. You see, God, I wish it was another way. But listen, it's what he said. I didn't, I didn't call it. He did. <laughs> But I'm just, I think of that. I think of what he's done in our lives and the people he came to connect with. You know, uh, you know, and I can encourage you, Miss Stacy, as an educator, he brought you all the way from New York. You saw what was this with whatever happened and how things worked in New York. And he moved you out of there and brought you a little old Delaware. But there was a work for you to do here because there's people that he wanted you to connect with. But the people you discovered, said, oh, I'm not going to just be an education. He said, I need that to be connected to revelation. So information, revelation, put the two together. Now I create power. So too often we don't know that. Right? So that's why I'm such a big, you know, got a big point on this whole school thing. Right? And I'm a teaching pastor. I know exactly who I am. And what I'm called to do. This is what we do. So that's why my heart is more. Yeah, so this, this is just connected to that computer. Be, be wise as a like serpent, harmless understand time in which we live. What's going on today that I need to know about? Don't be oblivious to what's going on and just think, well, this Sunday, you know, in the 430, 415, you know, the Not more files, than that. You know, from there. So we can put up. Remember the game so we played? And then it'll be all the stuff. That's why I just want to see it. So, right. Time ain't waiting on nobody. It will continue to roll. But we have an ability to interject in the time. Information and revelation. And I'm talking to the church today. I've been saying to the church people coming back, I'm calling people back into the church. I'm calling them the parking lot for love, the seats for love. Why? Because this is where we belong. I'm not trying to make it what it used to be. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the new day. So I'm calling you out to the new day. Not yesterday. The new day. And even always oh, nice in Bible studies. I need everybody to know that we hear it a lot. That I'm, I'm, we're teaching on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Why? You need to get ready for life. You need to know who you are. You need to understand the character of God. You need to know the things that move God. You need to know this thing ain't magical. Ain't no he not no genie, rubber dub dub. It's not how it works. But there's some key principles. Tell you this, they work. Ask me how I know. I'm living them. If they'll work for me, they'll work for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to encourage you. If I knew what I knew today, uh, 
20 years ago, 30 years ago, I, I actually go back, you know, look back over life and say, man, where would I be? But I'm okay with what he's given me at the time that he's allowed it, me, because listen, I, I can't go back. So it doesn't matter. I'm going to live today. Looking unto tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yes, my expectations is great. That's why I need to tell somebody. It ain't over. Listen, I'm not preaching the end. Although we're in the end time. I need you to recognize what time. There's too many things yet that have not been have not come to pass that he's going to bring to pass. And so one of the things is we need to be reaching and teaching to the people. And he said preaching to the gospel into all the world, everywhere we go, sharing what? Trying to save hearts and minds of people. Let them know there's another way. We've been duped with a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. In our neighborhoods, in our communities, in, in everywhere. They got us off track. They got nothing to do with who we are and what we call to do. But we out there doing it. Man. Hmm. Yeah. He had me. I'm, I'm just part of it too. Lost and turned out. Okay. I'm rocket ship Thinking I was doing something. You couldn't tell me nothing. Dougie you fresh. I, I look back and say, how silly. If I only knew today, what I know today, what, what I thought was cool and happening and all of that, I look back and say, what a waste of time. And here's the, here's the, here's the great part, though. I have to give God credit because he allowed me out. I've got a ton of friends that ain't making out. But I'm here today to talk to you, to tell you there's another way. Rob, you made it out. You didn't have to be here. But he let us out. He gave us another opportunity. And so I understand what time it is. I understand who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. That's why I'm doing it. I had an urgency to be here this morning. I had an urgency in my in my spirit, Pastor Bruce, to share, hold it. And I was like, because I see deception happening on every side. I never been in a country where in our own country we never see what we just see is happening in a political realm of of even a party against party, a party against themselves. <laughs> That literally made them in power, powerless. They created it themselves. We never seen anything like this. And you would have said, this is the kind of stuff that happens in what we call third world countries, right? It happened in America. Let me share with you. God is the God of the universe. And sin is everywhere. And so is God. So let me help that out. And he not equal to the enemy. Let's get that straight now. And anybody who thinks he's winning, the devil is a liar. 
Okay. He's a deception and a deceiver. So uh, the illusion can be that he looks like he's winning or the people in the world is going in a way that it's going. But it does not win over the power of God. You know, I'm that guy. I go back to underdog. And I was thinking about the, the movie. And then we got telling how old I am. Like the dirty dozen. You, you know, going in with a, just a handful of people. But literally fighting an army. And it's successful. Okay. And getting the job done. Because it was strategic. So it's not always in the numbers. But it is in the power of the plan. Oh, somebody else shout hallelujah. Because God has a plan for you. And if we'll learn what the plan is for our life, to follow it out and walk it out and talk it out, who can we be and what should we do? Then the who, what, and the why will be answered because it's in the Word of God. So, church, family, we got work to do. I want to encourage you today to not be deceived, not be dismayed. It's easy to think about our problems, it's easy to think about what I don't have. <coughs> but then I can look back and think about, wow, I'm breathing. Wow. Yeah, I tell people all the time, you know, uh, I like lobster, I like steak, but there was a time in my life I couldn't afford a lobster or a steak, and hot dogs had to do, and peanut peanut butter and jelly was great. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, it still is, with a nice cold glass of milk. And, and I could do that pretty cheap. We'd get a whole loaf of bread. Not just a half, a whole loaf. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I want to encourage the people. But don't stop. Let's not focus in on the negative and think about the positive, about who we are, who we can be, and what God wants to do. Right? So I want to encourage you to get up to where you are. Get out. Get into the place. Come in here. Be in, come to the place. I am now, we're on a mission here at, at Harvest. And I'm going to be speaking to our leadership team. Uh, who I'm, I'm, There's things that we and our individual uniqueness and in who we are that God has called us to. And we need to prepare for the people of God to get them ready because we need to be ready for them. So there's work we have to do. And so I'm talking to the leadership here at Faith Harvest. Hey, we can't go in here. This is not going to be church as usual. Okay? And what we used to do and what used to be, there was a time and season. And yes, COVID did cripple and change some things. But I'm talking about what does the Holy Spirit say about the time we have? And what am I supposed to do? Not what the governor says, not what the rules and regulations are. What does the Holy Spirit say? And so that's why I want us to be tuned in, be spirit led by the things of God. And we would now open our hearts, open our minds, understand the days and times that we're living in. And that's what I want to say to the church today. When you have a clarity and so an understanding, part of my job is to do that research and help us teach you. We're going to be careful. Like I said, I mentioned I started out by talking about AI and great tools and what we do and all of that. No, same token, where, where good is evil is not far behind. But if you don't understand that, you can easily be dissuaded and misled. Yeah. And, see, and God is telling me 
to enlighten the church, to give them the word of God was true yesterday, is true today, and it will be true tomorrow. So that's what I can tell you I need okay. you to stand on and hold on to, because there's going to be some things going on around you that was true that's not true anymore. There's some people who was with you that won't be with you. Uh -huh. There's some people hating on you, and you don't know why. As long as we can accept. You just said that that would happen. Yeah, because I saw once we said it, it was cool. But when you be true to who you are, and who God called you to be, just bring none of that here that adjusted to this wall. This woman was a little That's taller. the message I have for you today about understanding the days in which we live and knowing that the Kairos, the season that we're in, is a season that the Holy Spirit was written in the book, in the Word of God, and we were just told about it. So I want you to prepare your hearts and minds to live and not die. To live for the kingdom of God. Yes, and be fruitful and multiply with the same purpose that we had in the beginning. So I said, Well, I'm not sure what brings somebody in this world. It's part of who we are. Don't let fear grip you and freeze every available resource. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Glory to God. So I know if you're watching us uh, via camera, uh, YouTube, or Facebook, they're going to bring up, we're going to get ready for our tithes and offering uh, so they can bring that up on the screen. But we thank you. Hope to see you out. Come on out to Pay Harvest Worship Center. Come on out Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Come on out on Sunday morning at 10.30. We're here teaching and preaching the Word of God. I want you to come and be in the presence of God. Come join me and be a part of what God's doing in this hour, in this day. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. All of you that are here. Thank you, Father God. Would y'all do me a favor? Just, just stand up for a minute. I know we've been sitting here. I just want to take the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. I want to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare this day a day in which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God, there's trouble on every side. There's wars going on around us. But God, you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. God, there's people in this house that you called, you brought, you connected for a time such as this. Father, for these are your people. This is your house. And you brought us here. And we thank you for this hour, for this time, for this moment. God, that you would speak to our hearts and our minds and every part of our being. God, how you're knitting our hearts and minds together for kingdom purposes. God, I thank you that every man, woman, and child will see and hear and know exactly who they are, who they are, and what you call them to do. 